Good evening, everybody. My name is Jordan McCrone, and this is episode 66 of Sodom and I. Now, I went to church today. It's Sunday. I think, uh, or well, I think last week we traveled to another church in Alabama, so I was pretty uh, stocked up. Pretty stocked up last week, and then work and whatnot, but no excuse. We're going to make sure we record. And that's why I'm here today. So we are going to talk about five ways to grow to God. And now, I don't have my physical Bible with me because it's a good amount of verses that we're going to go through today. But I do have my phone and I will uh, be marking some of this stuff down. So let's just get straight to it. Five ways to grow to God. Now, Pastor EJ was talking about this in church today, and he did an amazing job. It was so good. I love sitting in the front row because I played trumpet. And sometimes when the church is full, we don't go all the way to the back like we normally do. So I got to get a front row seat of a really, really, really good and amazing sermon today. So, we're going to be in Matthew, the first one, Matthew 6, first verse. Let me highlight that. All right, so five ways to grow to God is what his, uh, his topic was today, right? And number one, through prayer. He said one of the most powerful tools to grow with God to grow a deeper relationship with him, you know, is prayer. So Matthew 6 and 6. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Right? I think that is lovely. And now we're going to go to Matthew 21 and 22. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. If you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. If you believe. He be telling us all the secrets. He be telling us what we need to really do. But sometimes we don't uh, follow all the directions that he gives us. Right. And that's okay. We're human. That just means that we need to learn to listen. That way we can reap, you know. But the next one is Mark 11 and 24. Mm -hmm. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Believe that you have received it and it will be yours. And now we uh, went through the Gospels before and we did, you know, learn that it's it's like the same account from four different perspectives, you know. So I think this is funny that this is uh, Mark definitely speeds everything up. That's why they're talking about this in chapter 21 in Matthew, but chapter 11 in Mark. And then it's verse 22 in Matthew and verse 24 in Mark. So it lines up, you know, the word, I mean, the word of God doesn't, God can't lie, but we go to, we go talk about that further down. Let's go to first Thessalonians five seventeen. Five seventeen. 
Pray continually. Two words. Pray continually. Lovely. And then the last one for this first um first bullet point is Ephesians. Ephesians 6 18. Mm-hmm. And pray in the spirit and all on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Beautiful. And then the next bullet point I put under uh, through prayer is consistently evolving. Because Pastor EJ was like, the way you prayed when you were five isn't going to be the same way that you pray when you're 15. And then that's not going to be the same way that you pray when you're 30 because you always evolve. That's what happens when you pray. When I first started uh, getting into praying and it being more fluent, you know, I was scared at first. And the more you do it, the more it sounds like a conversation between you and God and not just you like stuttering and and being afraid of saying what you want to say and not knowing if what you're saying is the right thing and not knowing if you really mean what you say or if you actually want to change it. No, 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 no. Don't think about all that. God's not the author of confusion. God is the author of peace, you know? And what's more peaceful than just laying everything out how it is? Because he sees it anyways. So when you pray, pray for the things that really like, the things you know you really need to fix. I feel like right now, we're in a like season of not adjusting for the better, but adjusting for the better. There's a better word that I can utilize. I mean, growth. Let's just say growth. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Season for growth and like real growth. Not like, all right, I'm going to do better. Hopefully this time. No, like actual intentional growth. Right. Hold on. All right, just want to make sure Brooklyn was all right. All right, and then number two, five ways to grow, you know, to God. Number two, through meditation. And now I'm not talking about, yeah, we were specific in meditation. You know, you don't need a bunch of extra things to meditate. You know, I know sometimes in this day and age that I used to do a lot, you know, with crystals and utilizing this stuff and like words of affirmation and stuff bro meditate on the word of god you literally won't even need no no uh no uh what did i just say affirmations thank you holy spirit you don't even need no no affirmations because it's all in the bible (laughs) i don't need to affirm anything to myself god already validates it in his word Like, man, when I tell y'all I have changed, I really have changed. And I haven't even really thought about how much I've actually changed. But let's go into that one. We're going to go to Psalms 19. Excuse me. Psalms 19. Mm -hmm. 14. There we go. Psalms 19, 14. May these words of my mouth and this meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. 
right? Now we're going to go to Psalms 104. Scroll down. Y'all, I read, side note, I read through all 150 Psalms and Psalms 119 wasn't really even that bad. You just got to not focus on how long it is. Think about what he's trying to tell you through his word and it'll go by so quick. I was like, oh, wow. I thought this was going to be bad. But Psalms 104, why'd I go to 109? That's okay. Swipe, 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 swipe. 104.34, so closer to the bottom. I will sing to the Lord all my life. I will, I will sing praise to my God as long as I live. May my meditation be pleasing to him as I rejoice in the Lord. I read 33 and 34, but hey, nothing wrong with singing to the Lord all my life because I do that every day. But may my meditation be pleasing to him as I rejoice in the Lord. Now, when it's, when, when it's talking about meditation, you can meditate with your Bible open. You can meditate on the word of God when it's in your heart and you're just doing anything at any moment in time. Like, that's why I switched over from secular music. Like, yeah, there's songs every now and then that are secular music. But I like immediately feel the difference from when I'm listening to my Christian rap, my Christian R&B, you know, just like my just my gospel songs, my music. It's just it's beautiful and it sounds good. It's a good beat. You know, sometimes they be having reggae up in there. They be doing everything and it's talking about god and it's talking about jesus and they're professing jesus in their songs and they're they're bringing people into the faith saving souls on the campus it's people people like touching the younger generation which is exactly what needs to happen like thank you lord that i am even able to be a part of that you know, I hope that I could talk to somebody who really needs this one day, you know, somebody listen to this podcast and be like, wow, you know, I've really just been thinking about this. And then Holy Spirit guiding you to this page. I thank you for listening to the Holy Spirit and allowing God to work in your life to where you have been brought to this page and listened <laughs> to episode 66 of this podcast. You made it this far. That's crazy. You know, but like meditate on the word of God and it'll be in your heart. And now we're going to go to Romans 8 and 6 and talk a little bit more about that. Romans 8 and 6. Five, six. There we go. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. Mm -hmm. Governed by the spirit is life and peace. That's when you meditate on his word and you, you understand that, uh, you know, you just listen to his word versus listening to your flesh. Because sometimes your flesh wants things that's not really good for you. You know, Pat, but Pastor Ed was talking one day. He was like, what if, you know, just poking our brains a bit like he like he does, <laughs> which is I love it. He's like, what if Satan doesn't just bring like bad things to you? What if he uses your own desires to destroy you, to steal, kill and destroy? And you know what? That's exactly what he does with some people. 
you know, and that really makes you think that's like, dang, should I trust myself? No, humans are inherently wicked. <laughs> Don't trust yourself. That's why we need to have our mind governed by the spirit. That way we have life and peace mm -hmm. in the name of Jesus. Now we're going to go to Colossians. That's how I, that's how I hear other people in the, in the, uh, the church say it. Colossians. I always said Colossians, but Colossians. Matter of fact, let's see. Da -da 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 -da. Three and two. That's where we are. Three and two. I wish it said it here somewhere, but I'll get back with you guys about that one. But Colossians three and two. Highlight. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. We don't have to go back into that too much, but that, you know, that's basically, that's the end of our meditation one. But everything in here really, uh, it makes sense. When you meditate on something, it stays in your mind. It stays in your heart. If you meditate on affirmations, you know, I am worthy. I am worthy. I am worthy. When you come into situations that make you feel unworthy, you start to remember the affirmations that you told yourself because you meditated on it. Imagine, imagine meditating on words that didn't, that did not, that didn't come from you, but they came from God, but they came from your creator. Imagine how much more beneficial that would be for you if you were to meditate on his words, that way they could be in your mind, in your heart, in your thoughts whenever you come into into contact with adversity, right? Man, how how much that would help. <laughs> but and then what EJ said, because I, I put I wrote down what he said and then I put like bullet points under it for some of them. For the meditation it says quieting the mind and focusing on your actions. That's good. He was spitting today, y'all. He sure was. Let me fix that typo and cool. All right, next, we're going to go to number three, which is spending time enjoying nature. Let's go to Isaiah 55, 12. Isaiah, Isaiah, Isaiah. That's Old Testament. There we go. 55 and 12. Mm-mm. Cool. Let me highlight that. You will go out in joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and hills will burst into song before you, and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. He's talking about nature. You know, I remember reading Psalms 23, and it's talking, uh, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He putteth me uh, to lay down in green pastures. I just remember driving back from Atlanta one day with Brooklyn and like, no, without Brooklyn, it was just me. And just passing by green pastures. And it was just so beautiful. And I'm like, wow, I wish I could stop and just observe it. But I still got like two hours left. So <laughs> I kept driving. But he wants you to enjoy the things that he's created. Now, let's see. Psalms 19 and 1. Let's go there. Psalms 19, 1. The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Beautiful. 
Mm-hmm. Enjoying nature. Staring into the sky, not at the sun, but into the sky. <laughs> it's just like, wow. Are you ever looked at the clouds and just, uh, I, I always said God is the best painter. I know they got tired of me saying that in that car one day, but like, I was like, dang, he just, he just really is like, wow. You know, I was looking at the sky and I was just like in awe, like just wow. And then the bullet point under that God created the trees and everything on the planet, including you. And then I wrote Psalms 8. Mm-hmm. Psalms 8 and then verses 3 through 9. Let me just highlight that and then we'll get into reading it. 3 through 9, which is the rest of the chapter. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> when I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is mankind that you are mindful of them? human beings that you care for them like who am i what am i that you love me that you care for me for real like what you have made them a little lower than the angels and crowned them with glory and honor you made them rulers over the works of your hands you put everything under their feet all flocks and herds and the animals of the wild, the birds of the sky, and the fish of the sea, all that swim the paths of the seas. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Oh, it's so beautiful. It's all just poetry. But God made all of this stuff. God created the trees and everything on the planet, including you. So love yourself, fool. People, people, sometimes we like, we listen to the things that, that people say about us that aren't true. And we allow those thoughts to seep into our mind. That goes back into what we were talking about earlier. What are you meditating on? And then the other thing we were talking about earlier Satan uses you against you. <laughs> so like, don't allow yourself to think those bad things. You know, just ask Holy Spirit to come into your mind and, and guide you to where you would be better able to handle the situation. Matter of fact, to where you don't even have to handle the situation. Just give it to God. Give it to God. When I tell you, like, I, I'm not, I don't tell y'all nothing. I don't tell y'all nothing that I have not tasted a, an experience of before. And when I say just give it to God and you will just feel so much better. He wants to take all those feelings from you. He he like enjoys to relieve you of that, you know, so let him take it. He says, cast all your worries to me. God, you got it. I, I'm tired of worrying about this. I'm tired of being tired. Take my tired away, Lord. Fill me with you. Fill me with your presence, my God. And he going to be like, I am so happy you asked. <laughs> right. And now we're going to go to number four. Through being in a community slash attending church. Right. Let's go to Matthew 18 and 19. Matthew 18 and 19 going down here there we go 
Again, truly I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything they ask for, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. And then we're going to read 20. For where two or three gather in my name, there I am with them. And let me go ahead and write Matthew 19 and 20 on here. 19 and 20. Uh-oh, why you did that? There you go. 19 and 20. Whenever, for where two or three gather in my name, there I am with them. Ooh, man, I love praising God with other people. You really just feel him. He just in the midst. He just be there sitting. I love it. Let's go to Hebrews 10, 24, and 25. Or 10 and 24 through 25. Come on, Hebrews. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Scrolling down. 24, 25. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching, right? Let us consider how how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. When you're by yourself feeling down, I'll tell you what, it's real hard to want to do that stuff alone. But God works through people. And you know, he also works through you. And it's it's, it's easy to be like, Lord, help me. But at some point, you're going to be like, God, I want a community. I want to I wanna be able to go and enjoy life with others who are like-minded like me. People who love you. People who, who I can help. Who can help me. And we could just live together in God. You know, man. How awesome is that? I'm so happy I prayed and asked him for that because he brought me to the most the most amazing church, man. I don't want to leave Tallahassee just because of this church, man. <laughs> Literally, I don't want to go nowhere else just because I got to go to church here. I love these people. Right. That was Hebrews 24 and 25. Now we're going to go to Acts chapter 2. And 47, chapter 2 and 47. So we just scrolling on down the last one. Praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Man, I was... Pastor E just, and then Pastor just really just worked right along with him at the end of service today. Man, there was like four, five, six people that walked up and like, like got saved today. Like, it's hard, it's hard to do that without being in church. It's hard to want to give God your anything when you don't see other people around you doing just that. It's hard being alone. God didn't make us to be alone. That's why there's billions of people on the planet. Put that on a t-shirt, Jordan. He didn't he didn't build us to be alone. We were not created to be on our to be on our own. If we were, I, he wouldn't have created Eve. And it it had just been Adam on this thing, living for all eternity with the Lord in the Garden of Eden. <laughs> but 
he made Adam a partner out of his own rib, you know? I feel like that's another sim, uh, like another symbolism of marriage, like being one. Like Eve was literally created from his rib. I don't know how much more one it can get. <laughs> uh, I love marriage. We'll talk about that on another one. I'm not married, but I do read a lot in the Bible about marriage because I want to be married. And I want to be married the way God wants me to be married. So that means I got to read what he says about it. <laughs> what is this? Acts 2. And now we're going to go to Philippians 2, 1 through 8. Philippians 2, 1 through 8. Let me highlight all that. Then we'll get to it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All right. Therefore. If you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or, or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. Do not be selfish. It's hard to not be selfish. You got to learn your way out of it. I had to learn my way out of it. And I still have to continue learning my way out of it. But at least I'm better aware of it now. Not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. And your relationships with one another have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Y'all, Jesus loved us so, Jesus loved you so much that he was hung on the cross for you willingly, willingly. He could have done anything at any moment of time to just escape and not do none of that. But he knew God's plan. He was by God from the beginning of the time from the beginning of time. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Like he was there the whole time. And then still died for us, bruh. That drive crazy to me. But I'm so very thankful for it. Cause I don't I couldn't imagine living in Old Testament times right now. I'd be so sad. <laughs> Now, let's see. Now we're going to go to Ephesians 5 and 26. Ephesians 5 and 26. Scrolling and scrolling. Good job. 5 and 26. 21, 22, 25, 26. Cool. To make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word. Did I just read that right? Let me see. Ephesians 5.26 I wrote the wrong one, I think. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. 
I think I meant to do this. All right, 25. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ. Why did you do that? Loved the church. Mm-hmm. To make her holy, cleansing her by with the washing or by washing with the water through her do word. I did that wrong. Cleansing her by the washing with water through the word. All these W's threw me off. Mm-hmm. To present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. And look at that. I was just talking about marriage. And this is the whole passage that talks about uh, being a good husband and husbands, how to love your wife. Hey, if you're a guy, read up, read up on Ephesians 5. If you're a woman, read up on Ephesians 5. So you know how you're supposed to be loved by a man of God. <laughs> now let's go. Number five is the next one. This is uh, five ways to grow to God. Number five, Bible study. Read his word. And we about to go right back to John 1 and 1, which is what I just said. That's like that's like top three favorite verses in the Bible because it makes me laugh. I loved how he like, <laughs> I love how he worded this. It was just amazing. So John 1 and 1. Excuse me. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. And I'm going to keep going to 2, 3. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made. That has been made. And I like it better in King James, but it has all the maids I need. <laughs> but... You know, if you don't get to know the word, how are you supposed to know what God said? Because a lot of the times, at least at the beginning of our spiritual walk with God, it's hard to hear that still quiet voice when we're still like loud and screaming and doing which and ever and doing whatever and whoever. It's hard to hear it through that because the flesh is louder than the spirit in the beginning. And that's why you got to work on it. It has to be intentional. If you don't do it on purpose, it will not happen. <laughs> and that's valid. Right now, let's go to Deuteronomy 30 and 14. Sway up to the top 30 and 14. Mm, 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 mm. Right. No, the word is very near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart so you may obey it right in your mouth and your heart so you may obey it love that and this goes back to the meditation because you know it's a lot easier to meditate on stuff that you know <laughs> and are comfortable with so read his word right luke 8 and 8 15 luke 8 and 15 going back down 8 and 15. Mm -hmm. But the seed on good soil stands for those with the noble and good heart who hear the word, retain it, and by uh, persevering, produce a crop, right? By reading the word, or well, stands for those with a noble heart, noble and good heart, who hear the word, retain it and by persevering produce a crop good heart read the word he, uh, retain it persevering and that produces a crop 
So what is the uh, the formula to produce a crop? What's the equation? Well, first you have to have a noble and good heart. You got to be real. You got to be honest and like good hearted, kind hearted and loving, honestly, like doing stuff with underhanded meaning and like doing it for a purpose of getting something back. That's selfish. That's not noble. And that's not having a good heart who hear the word and retain it. We could all read the Bible, but who's actually going to apply what the Bible says in their lives? That's why, bro, that's why a lot of my friends, <laughs> at least right now, man, a lot of my friends, they'd be like, oh, wow, she really knows a lot because I'd be spitting stuff from the Bible. I'm like, man, I don't even know as much as I should, as I could. You know, this is just the tip of the iceberg, but I keep reading it and I keep having it on my mind all day. When people go through stuff, they be tired of me. They be like, what lesson am I going to learn? And I'm like, bro, the one that God wants you to learn, I'm not God. I can't just tell you all that. I just know that there's a lesson in everything he does. So you got to trust him, not me. I'm not God. I'm just a messenger, baby. I'm just a messenger. Is that Luke 8? Let's go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 and 13. 1 Thessalonians 2 and 13. Mm -hmm. And we also thank God continually because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it not as a human word, but as it actually is the word of God, which is indeed at work in you who believe. Mm -hmm. Indeed at work for you who believe. Ah, beautiful. This stuff is like poetry. Literally, if you wrote this stuff in cursive and then put like Jesus or like and put like a, a little little squiggly line and then God at the bottom, people would make posters and like put it on their walls or even if you if you took away the god the world would be like oh wow this is so beautiful but when you put god back on it they'd be like oh my god this is foolishness oh y'all are listening to somebody that doesn't exist foolishness it's foolishness how he don't exist and i'm sitting right here <laughs> how he don't exist and i'm sitting right here i'm literally the proof come on be for real now Let's go to the next one. Uh, Hebrews 4.12. And this is the last. We're going to close on this. Hebrews 4 and 12. Wow, I can't believe I've been sitting here for 34 minutes. When you talk about God and you love what you talk about, it just, at time just be flying. Hebrews 4 and 12. I almost don't want it to end, but all good things come to a close. 4 and 12 and I already have it highlighted for the word of God is alive and active sharper than any double-edged sword it penetrates even to dividing soul yeah even to dividing soul and spirit joints and marrow it judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart and I'm gonna go ahead and read 13 after that too and highlight it Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him who must give account. Right? How how better to to how better to know God than to read the word that he gives. It says it right here. 
Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. He sees what you do regardless. You might as well share with him and then learn through his words about what you're doing, whether it's right or wrong, and then adjusting to to align your will up with his. Like, I know it sounds easy, and I know I really be sitting on here talking about this stuff, but I'm not perfect. I go through it. I'm just talking about what he want me to talk about. And I'm just so glad Pastor EJ was talking about this today because I was going to today. Let me go back in my church notes, my podcast notes. One of them, I put uh, God is married to the backslider. Pastor talked about that one day, but it was just like, wow, just wow. Like married to the backslider. A lot of us backslide and be embarrassed to go to God. Some of us backslide and try and hide our face to God as if we can. But like we just read, nothing in creation can be hidden from God's sight. <laughs> Everything is laid out in front of him. So we'd be trying to run away and be like, well, if I don't say anything about it, then neither will he. And the whole time, God's just being a a polite gentleman, just chivalry. Who who has more chivalry than God? He going to sit there and wait for you. Very polite like wait for you until you uh come to him allow things to happen and i'm not going to say until because even after you come to him and accept jesus in your heart and become you know one in the body of christ the rain falls on the just and the unjust so it's not just gonna stop but it's it, it is so much it's a whole lot easier than when he's not there next to you and on that, I will end. So you guys have a wonderful week. I pray that you guys have a beneficial, blessed, loving week and just positive. You know, I hope that you guys are able to be a blessing unto others. And I love you, but God loves you more than I do. Mm-hmm.